0: Marcus Williams is set to head north to the Baltimore Ravens, what it means for the New Orleans Saints, as well as everything else you need to know around New Orleans Saints free agency. And why not a seven round mock draft as well? We got all that and a bunch of yap for you on today's episode of Locked On Saints. You are Locked On Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome in to another episode of Locked On Saints, your daily podcast covering the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks, as always, for making us your first listen of the day every day. And don't forget that we are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube as well. And I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter. You can find me over at USA Today's Saints Wire, Locked On NFL, and here with you every single Monday through Friday on Locked On. Saints. In today's episode, we're going through fast and furious free agency. So things are ever changing. And one of the big breaking pieces of news that actually just happened right before I started recording this is that the New Orleans Saints Are looking like they're in line to lose star safety marcus williams marcus williams with 15 interceptions since he came into the nfl in 2017 has led the team in interceptions since that time also has led the team in interception percentage accounting for almost 20 percent of the new orleans saints takeaways or interceptions rather since he came into the league so he has been a very very important part of the new orleans saints defense and now It looks like the Saints will have to find a way to replace them. According to Jeremy Fowler of ESPN, the deal for Marcus Williams is set to be five years, $70 million, $14 million per year. That deal will become official tomorrow on Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern time when the new, new league year begins. $14 million per year is well under what many expected Marcus Williams to pull in. The absolute floor was already set for him when Quandre Diggs ended up signing his $13.3 million deal to stay in Seattle. But it was believed that Marcus Williams might command $16, $17 million instead per year, right, on average. And, you know, obviously, contract structures, all of that would be a part of that. But $14 million comes in a little bit low in terms of what was expected for Marcus Williams. And in fact, It's pretty close to what the Saints offered him, if not exactly what the Saints offered him in terms of APY last season. So why take this deal now and why leave New Orleans? Well, I simply think at this point, Baltimore just has more pieces. Baltimore is maybe a Marcus Williams away from being a Super Bowl competitor because with Lamar Jackson, it was already... A Super Bowl competitor, that team. So I think that that becomes a big part of it. And I think that the other part of it is simply that for the New Orleans Saints, maybe they don't want to commit $14 million to that player, that position at this time, knowing that they're also in sort of these bargaining situations with other players. And even, of course, yes, the trade talk around Deshaun Watson. So which we're going to talk about a little bit more here in a moment. But I think that with all of that in place and the potential to bring a guy like Tyron Matthew to New Orleans, as well as a couple of other safeties that are available, obviously PJ Williams is somebody that they like a lot. That's a pending free agent that they could keep in New Orleans to help to, um, I don't want to say replace, let's just say be another option at that safety role. Maybe they switch to more split safety situations, things like that. The other piece of all this is that it's not entirely bad news for the New Orleans Saints. Like it stinks. He's a cornerstone in the defense. You don't want to lose him, but you've still got Malcolm Jenkins who's going to be able to help whatever changes have to happen over on the defensive side. Not that Malcolm Jenkins is going to take Marcus Williams deep safety role, but he's going to be able to help command that secondary and help sort of be that player coach in the secondary in order to help whatever adjustments or shifts need to happen moving forward. So all eyes for the New Orleans Saints at this point or for New Orleans Saints fans should be on. Tyron Matthew, P.J. Williams, and a couple of other possible safety replacements that might be out there, but that seems to be the route that the Saints might go. They as long are they along with, believe the Cleveland Browns were the two teams that were most connected to the uh, to Tyron Matthew. And so I think the New Orleans Saints at this point now seeing Kansas City having signed Justin Reed, it signals that Tyron Matthew is indeed going to be on the way out. So that could work to the Saints' benefit. You'd have to change what you're doing on defense, but. Dennis Allen's defense has always run multiple secondary looks, so they would still be pretty comfortable there. The last piece to all this is compensatory picks. Next year, this pretty much puts New Orleans in line. If, this, if all holds and Marcus Williams goes to Baltimore, the Saints don't sign a comparable contract at $14 million per year, which seems unlikely in free agency. Uh, at that point, that would mean that the Saints would then be awarded very likely a third round compensatory selection. In 2023, which works in their favor, especially if they're looking at trading draft capital moving forward into the next year. And that's what we want to talk about next. Are the New Orleans Saints still in the running for Deshaun Watson? Yes, but there's new competition for them when it comes to the embattled player. So we'll talk a little bit about what this means for the New Orleans Saints, where they're headed, and then we'll get to our mock draft, seven rounds to wrap up the show as well. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at betonline.net. The tournament, college basketball, is underway. Women's and men's in college basketball. So much fun. And we've got the first four tipping off later on today. So if you want to get in on who's going to win those games, some player performance prompts, other odds in lines, you can find them all over at Bet Online. You can check them out as well for all the news, analysis, and podcasts you need around sports betting as well at BetOnline.net. And if you're not into betting on college basketball or even pro basketball, you can take a look at some of the props and odds that they have when it comes to the nfl future starting quarterbacks week one of next season where certain players will end up all of that there's also hockey boxing ufc mma a ton for you to get in on over at bet online where the game starts all right, family, continuing on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. Thanks again, as always, for making this your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget to go and check out that Locked on NFL YouTube channel as well, 30 minutes or less, everything you need to know going on, especially in a week like this, all around the NFL from the local experts here at the Locked on Podcast Network. Find the podcast wherever you get your podcasts, but also on YouTube as well. Just search locked on NFL. So I want to talk a little bit next. We know that the new Orleans saints at least look like they're about to lose Marcus Williams, but there are a couple of other players, Teron Armstead, Jameis Winston, PJ Williams, Quan Alexander to where so far it's been all quiet on the home front when it comes to those. Now I'm consistently checking my phone and checking Twitter and making sure that I'm giving you the most up-to-date information there. But so far, we haven't really heard anything beyond Marcus Williams. So when it comes to what the New Orleans Saints are looking to do next and turning their heads to the future, I think you have the Marcus Williams piece to all this. You have the Deontay Hardy tender that the Saints put on the young wide receiver yesterday. So that's keeping him in New Orleans for at least 2022. They could potentially work out a long-term deal around that. And then the next piece, of course, is the quarterback spot. And that could be Jameis Winston. That could be Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson right now has two new suitors though, that are in competition between the New Orleans Saints and the Carolina Panthers who have already met with Watson. And now the Cleveland Browns, as well as the NFC South, the, pretty much the entire NFC South, aside from Tom Brady and the Tampa Buccaneers are in on this. Now the Atlanta Falcons getting in on this. Now, remember. This is still a player that has 22 civil suits for sexual misconduct or alleged sexual misconduct levied against him. He's going to be testifying today to finally speak about those things. So he's scheduling these meetings around his testimony, but a decision is expected to be made potentially as early as Wednesday. He'll be meeting with the Atlanta Falcons on Wednesday. Now, he has a history with the Atlanta Falcons and the Arthur Blank, the Blank family. He's, of course, from the Atlanta Area played high school near there. Arthur Blank, very fond of him from those days. I believe he was also a ball boy for the Atlanta Falcons at one point. So there's a little bit of history there. So if you are of the population of people that's rooting for Deshaun Watson to end up in New Orleans, the Atlanta Falcons aren't just coming in to try to drive the price up for their NFC South divisional rivals, the Panthers and the Saints. They're actually a contender in all of this as well. And honestly, it's going to come down a little bit more to where Watson wants to play as opposed to what the Houston Texans want in terms of asking price, right? So that becomes a big part of it. Now, the Atlanta Falcons don't really have much of a defense. Um, their offense is sort of whittling down. They just gave Matt Ryan a big restructure on his contract. I think he's going to account for something like $55 million of dead cap and would very likely be a part of that trade. But just like the New Orleans Saints always do, you've got Terry Fontenot in that front office. He knows what he's doing. He'll be able to figure out how to make the accounting and the money work if that's the route that they decide to go. So a lot more competition as we talked about in yesterday's episode, just because the Saints and the Panthers were the first ones reported to make a trade offer, it doesn't mean that that was going to be the market. So now we're seeing the market take shape. We've also seen the Indianapolis Colts as well as the Seattle Seahawks try to enter the conversation as well, but both of them actually denied permission to speak with Deshaun Watson at that time and at very likely Deshaun Watson's request. So New Orleans Saints, Carolina Panthers, Atlanta Falcons, all in the NFC South, all in the running, as well as the Cleveland Browns. Now, for the New Orleans Saints, outside of that sort of very complicated and complex situation, which, if you want to hear more about in terms of my opinion on the situation, you can head over to yesterday's episode and listen to that. I won't reiterate, but. We know what's going on with Deshaun Watson, and we know that there are all of these sexual misconduct things that are still, or excuse me, charges that are still there, uh, uh, allegations that are still there, and probably going to get more clarity about that by the end of today. So an important note there. Uh, when it comes to the New Orleans Saints, in terms of what else they're doing in terms of free agency, where do they go from here? Deontay Hardy, getting that tender is a huge one because the New Orleans Saints, of course, are looking to refine that wide receiver room They expect to have Michael Thomas back in 2022. They now bring back Deontay Hardy, and they continue to look at ways to uh, improve what it is that they're doing over on that position. One of the ways that they could potentially do that is reuniting. We talked about Tyron Matthew and the LSU connection and bringing him back to New Orleans in the Louisiana homecoming. There's another wide receiver out there that could be another Louisiana homecoming, and that would be Jarvis Landry, the New Orleans Saints, and the Kansas City Chiefs So the two teams reportedly showing the most interest in former Cleveland Browns wide receiver Jarvis Landry. The key here is that he has been released by the Cleveland Browns, which means he doesn't count against any compensatory picks that the Saints might earn losing free agents this year. So a really, really important detail there that the Saints could potentially get in with all of that. And one more thing here. I just want to mention Schultz report putting something out. Another team in the mix for Deshaun Watson. Told you this market was going to continue to grow with this one. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers are now getting in on all of this. And apport- reportedly, the Saints remain the front runners based on trade assets and their desire to acquire the 26 year old quarterback decision likely by tomorrow. So. We continue to keep our eyes on that very complex and complicated situation that continues to get more complex and more complicated and more convoluted as more teams enter the mix. So, so far now, five teams in there, four teams competing with the New Orleans Saints for their potential next quarterback. So we'll see where all of that goes and where the New Orleans Saints go moving forward. Could they make a move for Tyron Matthew? Could they make a move for Jarvis Landry? Could they make a move For a guy like Lavisca Chenault, who would be a fantastic addition from the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are reportedly shopping the young receiver. So lots of different options for the Saints to still continue to build a competitive team in 2022. How they go about doing it, though, remains to be seen in terms of free agency. However, it's not just free agency at the draft as well. So I want to talk to you about our seven round mock draft over at Saints Wire. We did a collective mock draft. Want to go through it? We started off at wide receiver, but it didn't take long for us to circle back to quarterback. I'll tell you why as we continue on and wrap up today's episode of Locked on Saints. But first, it's our friends over at Rock Auto. What kind of car trouble are you having? I know you're having it. We all have it at some point. Your belt squeaky, Your your your, your car makes a noise when you turn or your check engine light is on, whatever it might be. You just need new windshield wipers or windshield wiper blades, whatever it is. Rock Auto is the place to go. They'll get you all taken care of. Super easy to navigate menu that allows you to select make, model, year, and then whatever part piece or accessory you're looking for. And you're going to get it 30, 50, sometimes up to 70% cheaper than what you're going to pay over at those brick and mortar chain stores. They're going to upcharge you because you're a do-it-yourselfer as opposed to a wholesale professional, all of that. Plus you get to cut out the middleman who goes away and disappears for 20, 30 minutes, and it comes back just to tell you that they're going to order it. Order it yourself, get it shipped directly, pay a ton less in terms of the part. Then you just go to the shop to, and pay for the labor, which is usually much cheaper because of that whole wholesale versus do-it-yourself type of pricing. You can avoid all of that by heading over to rockauto.com and getting anything you need for your car, truck, or vehicle. And don't forget to let them know that Locked On, sent you were right and Locked On in the How'd You Hear About a section, amazing selection, reliable prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Let's get it. Who that nation wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints with our seven around mock draft where we did not. We did not pass on a young quarterback. So wanted to give this a shot. We, we tried this over at Saints Wire. We did it as a uh, pre-free agency mock draft, and then we'll do also a post-free agency mock draft later on, early next week as well. But uh, wanted to you know kind of get a bunch of people in the mix here. So it was myself, and then of course John Sigler, who's a managing editor there, and then uh, Dylan Sanders, our newest writer, as well as Matty Hudak, who all got in and sort of had these conversations around making sure that the um, making sure that the picks got made. Wow, this situation just keeps getting weirder and weirder. Just another. Uh, report here actually saying now that the 49ers are not meeting with Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson. So maybe they requested and they were denied and maybe the report from uh, the other source was a little bit too premature or something like that, but maybe now only three competitors as we expected for Deshaun Watson. So we'll see, or for the New Orleans Saints in their pursuit of Deshaun Watson. Okay. Anyway, while those people sort of work out their stuff, let's talk a little bit about Our people, right? The potential new selections for the New Orleans Saints looking at next year's uh, NFL draft or this year's NFL draft. It's next month, actually, in April. So to start us off, we went wide receiver. Ohio State wide receiver. No, not Chris Olave. I wish he was already off the board. But Garrett Wilson, who actually ran a little bit faster than Chris Olave by like a hundredth of a second, but ran a little bit faster. But he's also somebody with an extremely diverse skill tree, really, really fantastic hands. Maybe not as flashy as Chris Olave. Maybe not as, you know, um, you know, the, the, the big play. I mean, he still was a big play guy, even at Ohio State. All three of those receivers were big play guys, but there is something that's a little bit more flashy about Chris Olave as opposed to like Garrett Wilson, who's a little bit more like a, you know, uh, uh you know, just, just ready to do your job, kind of a situation, right? Shovel in hand, kind of dude. So I think that he'd be a great, great compliment to, um, to Michael Thomas over on the other side. Great to get that Ohio State connection going as well. So easy selection there at the top of the first round so far. The Saints haven't made any any investments at wide receiver outside of their organization. Remember, they're bringing back De, uh, Deontay Hardy, but in terms of outside the organization, guys like DJ Chark and a bunch of other, Marquez Marquez, Valdez, Scantling, also still available, ton of players out there for them to also invest in. And I think you have to double dip here, right? You've got to go wide receiver in free agency, wide receiver in the draft, maybe even twice in the draft. And, And maybe we do that. I'll tell you here in a second. Next up, as we came back around in the second round, we had two quarterbacks on the board in the second round, Matt Corral, as well as Sam Howell. And I kind of advocated for Matt Corral to begin with. I'm not sure that Matt Corral is a first round talent, but I am certain he is worth a second round pick. And so if he's there in the second round, I pick 49. I think you'll leap and you grab him. But some of the concerns that came around from that is that one of the those two quarterbacks fit the mold a little bit more of what we have seen before with Dennis Allen in the draft when he drafted and when his team, the Oakland Raiders, drafted Derek Carr and Sam Howell fits that profile a little bit more. In terms of the familiarity. Now seeing that Dennis Allen has been a big sort of driving force and maybe the biggest driving force behind trying to, um, trying to keep, uh, or, or, or keeping the team going after Deshaun Watson and that style of play, then maybe Matt Corral would actually be more, uh, in line with what the prototype is that uh, that, that Dennis Allen is looking for, not necessarily physical prototype, but in terms of play style. So I think either one could have worked out here. Uh, but Sam Howell is the way that we went because of what we assumed was the matching profile, but a really interesting note in terms of maybe what Dennis Allen likes, what Dennis Allen doesn't like now that you already know what's going on with Deshaun Watson. Next up in the third round, we came around here and then went with UCLA tight end, Greg Dolchitz, Dolchich, excuse me, not really much of a um, not really much of a blocker, but you've got those guys. Nick Vanette, Adam Troutman, you've got great blockers. You give Dolchich kind of the, 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 uh, Juwan Johnson, uh, route tree along with Juwan Johnson. And then you're able to rotate those guys and then have two really good pass catchers and, uh, seam stretchers for you that can attack the middle of the field and attack the seam. Uh, next up in round four with the first selection, we went with Otito Agbania, the defensive tackle out of UCLA. I just realized we went UCLA, UCLA back to back there, but this was hard to pass up. Uh, There were not really a lot of offensive linemen available early on in this draft. And in fact, late throughout the draft, I'll tell you now, we don't draft one offensive tackle in this draft. And so because of that, I think you have to figure out what it is that you can do in 2022's free agency period at that position, unless you don't lose Teron Armstead. And then figuring out, of course, what happens. This was before Deshaun Watson trade talk began, which could include One of those offensive linemen as well, Eric McCoy, Cesar Ruiz, Ryan Ramchick was connected to that, but that doesn't make any sense considering his contract. So we didn't go offensive line, but we did go defensive line a couple of times. And this one here with Otito Agbania was easy because he gives you that really, really nice versatility, good penetrating three tech guy, really good against the run as well. So great to be able to grab a player like him in the fourth round. We then went back to offense. Didn't take us long. Arizona State running back Rashad White, who in Alvin Kamara's absence makes a lot of sense as a potential third down option. He was an every down option in Arizona State, but you don't need that because you've got Mark Ingram. I'm sure this team still very much trusts Tony Jones and feels like he can do better behind a healed offensive line and a healthy offensive line. And if that's the case, you're really just looking for somebody to be your change of pace guy. Rashad White could easily be that for you. Then we did double dip at wide receiver. Uh, what, six foot two hundred or sorry, five foot eleven. Sorry, he was six foot two at SMU. But then when he weighed in at the combine, he was at five foot 11. So come on, SMU, stop playing. Danny Gray, the wide receiver out of SMU, very fast. He would be somebody that brings you some um, some special teams acumen, some special teams ability as well. And you know, five foot 11, 184 pounds, a little bit beneath the prototype. But as Dylan said, hey, the prototype is what got the Saints in this situation in the first place. So maybe the prototype isn't something that you really have to pay too much attention to at this specific position. Um, in 2022, as they move forward in terms of their new, um, uh, kind of their new era, if you will. So Danny gray, somebody that comes in, that's going to give you special teams ability that could potentially serve on offense a little bit, but most more than likely at this point, when you're in the late day three area, you're looking for athletes that could potentially make the team a special teamers. Danny gray could do that. And then the same thing for the last two selections, Marquise bell, we focused on athleticism, there, safety out of S out of a uh, FAMU, which is an HBCU. Uh, six foot two, over 200 pounds, ran a 4-4-1, great speed, great coverage, does a lot of things well. And a big time hitter as well can come down and play downhill. One of the few guys that could do a little bit of everything at the safety position. And now with the New Orleans Saints, just lost Marcus Williams, having him behind the group of safeties that they still have, including CJ Garner Johnson and Malcolm Jenkins and the potential addition of Tyron Matthew, really, really good. And then to wrap everything up, we went with Amari Barno, the defensive end out of Virginia Tech. Here's why. Six foot five, 246 pounds, six foot five, 246 pounds, six foot five, 246 pounds with a (laughs) 4.3640, which is just absolutely absurd. Six foot five, running a 4.35, running a 4.36, excuse me, not going to pass it up. Again, you're looking for athleticism. You're looking for the athletes that could potentially make the roster this late in the draft. And boy, that's athletic right there. Six foot five. 4.36. 4.36. That's just absolutely insane. So we had to go with him in the seventh round to wrap it all up. So that gives you our look at the seven-round mock draft pre-free agency at this point. What are the New Orleans Saints going to do now? Um, this is gonna be what we're gonna be talking about for the rest of the week. What's gonna happen with Deshaun Watson? What's gonna happen with the Saints and Marcus Williams losing Marcus Williams to the Baltimore Ravens? Is Teron Armstead also on his way out? We'll see. Does this signify the beginning of the exodus, or does this end up being just the one big loss for the New Orleans Saints this offseason? We'll keep you up to date and cover it all as we continue on with this week here at Locked on Saints Free Agency Week. Always a ton of fun. So I appreciate you for making us your first listen of the day here on the show. Don't forget your second listen. Locked on NFL Draft. Eric Crocker, Ryan Tracy, everything you need to know around the NFL Draft. They've got you covered. And For everything that you need in between these episodes for your New Orleans Saints, I've got you covered. Just follow me over on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're momming them. And trust you, that nation, I'll holla at you.